if I ask you, what do you think the Lord thinks about you? What does the Lord think of you? Right? Strange question, right? And it's probably the answer is affected by how we think of ourselves, right? Because that's how we think of ourselves. You know what? My past is not that, hasn't that been very good, right? Maybe I've been struggling. Maybe I just, you know what? I'm trying, but I'm not really there. So if I question that, or if I think, okay, like, what would God think about you? And yes, we know that, you know, God loves us and, uh, and, and all those, you know, uh, cliches and big, big, uh, things, but do we really feel that if it really comes to 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 honest answer to that to that question, what does God think of me? Would He rejoice over me? You know, in Arabic it's different. Joy, rejoicing over me, or rejoicing actually having kind of making being sarcastic and being like, you know what? Here you are. You're not able to do it. It's, it's an important question because it defines how we see God and how we understand God. And most of the time, to be honest with you, if I say, and if the scripture says that actually, no, the Lord has joy over us and is rejoicing for us. And because of us, you know, I don't really, not quite sure about that, right? Not quite sure that God is really delighted <laughs> because he sees me like there's nothing good in me that makes him delighted, Right? And that pain and that guilt and that shame is always kind of pressing and suppressing us to the point that we don't really believe in God's promises. That he is a loving God and he is actually not just loving God, but he what? He rejoices. The reason I'm saying this is because today's gospel starts with that passage. In Luke 10 21, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced. The actual word is actually he was excited. <laughs> he was excited. And if we look at the context of where this was said, it was actually right after the what? The 70 disciples came back to him after preaching and after performing miracles and said, Lord, you know, even devil, even devil is listening and hearing to us and he's, he's, he's running from us. And he was rejoiced that the word of God is being preached, that the kingdom is being revealed. But he said to them, you know what, not only that, there is much more to be rejoiced at. So what I want to talk about today briefly is God rejoicing over us. And we are his delight. And again, maybe it's something that, you know what, okay, Abuna, good, thank you, but I don't feel that. There is, again, you know, I don't think that I'm up to that level that he is what? He's delighted because of me. Actually, this is probably the first and the only time in the New Testament that says that the Lord was delighted, <laughs> right? But if you look at the New Testament, you see actually that word is mentioned several times. To the point that in, in the book of, of, of Isaiah 62, there is a beautiful verse. He talks about, about that there is hope in Israel, hope in his people. So in Isaiah 62, it says from verse 1, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not be, quieted, I will not be quiet until her righteousness goes forth and brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. I will not sit still unless your righteousness is what? is declared and goes as a torch. And then look at this. 
You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more term desolate, but you shall be called, My delight is hers. Havbisa in, in, in Hebrew. And we look at this word because some of the translation keeps the word as it is. And like, I don't know what that is. Your name shall be called Havsipa. Okay, so who cares? <laughs> but the name actually is the delight is in her. My delight is in her. Do we understand this? And how does that make any difference in my relationship with God? That I am, he's changing my name to be what? His delight. Imagine this. You're not called your name anymore, but your name is what? The Lord's delight. And you look at yourself again like, good luck, Lord. <laughs> no, I don't know if I'll re really be up to this or not. Another passage that I want to maybe just take, take three points out of that today is in the Old Testament, also in the book of Jeremiah, actually, Jeremiah 32. And that's a, kind of a strange, strange chapter. But you look at this, and you see also the Lord is saying in, in Jeremiah 32, 41, I will rejoice in doing them good, and I will plant them in this land in faithfulness with all my heart and all my soul. I will rejoice in doing them good. It's my rejoice. It's my joy. It's my pleasure to do you good. And a lot of times we look at the Lord. Again, the reason I'm bringing this up because our relationship with God is determined on that understanding. A lot of time we see, you know what? The scriptures are very, very, very hard. It's not relatable anymore. It's old. Nobody can live with that kind of mentality now. Look around you. It's all about power, all about proving yourself, all about everything else, you know? Let's just forget about it. But knowing that the Lord is, 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 is finding delight and finding joy in us, that makes me think that he didn't just give me a commandment so I can fall and then he just like mocked me and said, here you go, you're a failure. No. No, absolutely not. So the way we understand God has a huge impact on the way our relationship with him. Jeremiah, again, 32, 1, 41, I will rejoice in doing them good. I'm going to take three points in this. Based on that chapter, I actually, I, I urge you to go back home and read the full chapter of Jeremiah 32. It's, it's a strange chapter. Jeremiah is in prison. Nebuchadnezzar is at the gates of Jerusalem, is to seize and to destruct. And the Lord asked Jeremiah to do what? Go and purchase a land. Like, what are you talking about? You know, there, is, there, is, there is no point of that. The whole city is going to be destructed in just a couple hours. They want me to go and purchase a land. So he started to pray. Jeremiah started to pray. Like, okay, you know, I, I need to understand. But he started to praise the Lord first. And the Lord told him after this, this was this, that my pleasure is in you. I will do good. Maybe all what you see now is desolation. Maybe all what you see now is the enemy at the gate. Maybe all what you see now is darkness. You're in the prison. But wait, just wait. Just go and purchase the land. There is a use for it. We'll come back again, even if you don't come yourself, but your people will come back again and will use this land. So just do as I tell you. The Lord find pleasure in us. I will rejoice in doing them good. This verse was said based on three things. Number one, in dark time, dark time that there is no joy, there is no nothing good. Number two, as a respond to a prayer, 
respond to a prayer. And number three, with, with direction, what to do in order to reach that. Number one, again, the Lord is rejoicing. Again, this is the whole thing today. If I want to put the theme for that, that your name will be my delight. How is that? Number one, even if things are dark, even if I'm in sin, even if I'm away from him, even if I don't see any good in me, but you are still what? His joy. It came in time of darkness, time that the Jeremiah is in prison and the whole city is about to be destroyed. Number two, it came as a response to a prayer. Jeremiah couldn't understand and couldn't really believe that there is good, that the Lord has pleasure in Zion. It's all going to be desolate. He's, the enemy is just sitting there waiting. You are punishing, you are destroying. But he prayed and came with his, with his thoughts instead of going somewhere else, instead of trying to figure out things on his own, he went on his own to the Lord and asked him straightforward, like, tell me what's happening. And that verse was a response to him. My pleasure, I will rejoice in doing them good and in will, and I will plant them in this land in faithfulness with all my heart and all my soul. My pleasure is to see you, as we said before in the beginning of the chapter, that your righteousness will be what? All over. Go to him. Maybe I don't believe that the Lord really rejoices in me. Maybe I'm very, very, very harsh on myself. Maybe I'm always actually beating up myself and saying, what? you know what, I'm just like, let's just live day by day and that's it. But I'm not feeling the power and the glory and the joy and the excitement that the Lord is what? Calling you my delight. Your name will be my delight as her. How does that affect that relationship again? If I know that somebody is actually excited to see me, I want to see him all the time, right? But if I know that he is actually standing there waiting for me, I'm afraid of him. Waiting to punish me, waiting to curse me, waiting to, to, to I can't just stand in his presence. Well, remember again, he loves, but it loves based on what? On hope that things will change, that you will repent and I will repent. So number one, it came out of time of darkness. Number two came as a response to a prayer. And number three came with actual what? Instruction. Instruction. How is that? We know this from just the verse before that. Verse 37. Again, I'm in Jeremiah 32, verse 37. Behold, I will gather them from all the countries to which I drove them in my anger and my wrath and in great indignation. So number one, I will gather them. I will gather them. Don't resist. He's trying to gather. He's trying to, every day, every single day, there's a message. Come. As he said to Jerusalem, how many times I've tried to gather you under, as the, 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 right? But you do not want. You don't want. So it's up to you. So in order to see and understand that he really has delight in me, that your name is his delight, don't resist when he tries to gather Number two, I will bring them back to this place. I will turn them back, actually. Bring them back is turn them back. Turn them back is what always? Repentance. Turning back. I will make them repent. That's what Jeremiah said. Make us repent and we will repent. Heal us and we will be healed. So wait for him and see how he is working in each one of us in order to do what? To make us turn back. Don't resist. Don't resist his gathering. Don't resist, don't resist his call 
for repentance. And finally, again, it says, and I will make them dwell in safety. Settle and make them dwell. He wants us to dwell, not always what jumping from one place to another. Jumping from one thing to another that makes us what? Content. That's what we do, right? I'm going to try this because I'm bored. Okay, it's good for a few days and then, no, that's not it. Let me try something else. I'll try something else and do the same thing. I'll try something else. And, try. and he says that I will make you dwell in safety. Just, just listen to me. I will settle you. Just don't keep jumping from one place to another. From taking your contentment from one thing to another. If it's a relationship, if it's a money, if it's power, if it's authority, if it's lust, if whatever, 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 just settle down. Settle down. And right after this, he says, I will rejoice in doing them good. So the instructions is don't, don't resist him gathering. Don't resist him turning us back. And don't resist him making us what? Settle in him. Settle in him. And this is the message today. Again, in Isaiah 62, Three, it says that I will change your name. I'll give you a new name. Your name will be what? My delight is her. Just, just remember this. Don't remember the Hebrew word. It's hard to remember it. But just remember this. My name will be, your name will be my delight is her. That's the Lord speaking. You are his delight. You are his delight. It came in time of darkness and came as a response to a prayer and it came with instruction. May the Lord give us that understanding with that relationship. Who are we dealing with? A one, a person, a man, a living person, living God that is loving and his delight is in us. We don't think of that. Sadly, we think of God as we think of each other. And we expect God that will treat us as we treat each other, but that's not the case. My delight is her. May the Lord give us that understanding that we really understand that he really his rejoice is in us. And because of that, our relationship with him will be totally different. We want to come to him. We are waiting. We cannot wait, we cannot wait till we actually spend some time with him. We'll be actually out of the guilt and the shame that is killing us all the time and making us like not able to move anywhere. Because your name is his delight. To him the glory now and forever to the ages of all ages. Amen. Behold the